This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back. We're back. Episode 43. 43. You already know. So it's been a good week of football here. Closer and closer to uh, the preseason kicking off. But first things first, we've got some interesting news to go off here. Jets tackled Mekhi Becton. Unfortunate injury, injury news has come out. He serious knee injury. He's out for the season. They had Dwayne Brown in for a workout. I haven't seen anything yet. As a recording of the video, it hasn't come out that he, if Dwayne Brown has signed a contract, but this really changes things for the Jets. Moving forward, it's come out that Vaughn Miller posted a uh, Photoshop of Odell in a Bills uniform. There's been a lot of speculation of Will Odell go to the Bills? Where will Odell end up in general? Rob, real quick, where do you want to? Where do you think is the best place for Odell? Uh, I mean, it's the Rams. You want a Super Bowl there? I mean, it's like it's kind of like where he started to re rehabilitate his career. I don't see anywhere else really. He goes to the Bills. I mean, they already kind of have who, their little setup over there. At least with Matt Stafford, you have that uh, continuity, that chemistry. But um, what do you think, Joe? No. <laughs> um, I think Odell Beckham is exactly where he needs to be. Uh, he is, in my opinion, the LeBron James of football. So he, he's buddy-buddy with his friend over in L.A. They both like to whine and try to create teams. And, you know, he's at a team where he did win a championship, and he's proving that he's not good by himself. He needs to be in a stacked team in order to actually complete and do anything. Uh, the Rams is his place. Exactly. You just said him and Matt Stafford, they have their their relationship. Um, but he's coming off of an injury. He has a bad attitude. The Rams are a good team. There's no need to switch it up. So I think it's hype. I think Von Miller is making a fun joke. But uh, the answer is no, it should not happen. <laughs> Ethan? I do agree with that. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, if he wants to be a true wide receiver, one, one, he has to stay healthy. Um, and two, <laughs> he if he wants those true number one receiver targets, going to somewhere that doesn't have a true wide receiver one would probably be best for him. Either if he wants to try and go for a repeat in L.A. or if anything, he wants a good quarterback, then I would even say Green Bay as well. Because then at that point, when he comes back, he'll have those true targets that he wants. But at this, but at this point, that are is he a reliable option? It's like every other year, this guy wow. he touches the That's football and he just keeps going down. Right, right. I mean, Jill, you kind of touched on it, but I foresee Odell being better suited as a depth piece, is if you will, versus you know somewhere he's your primary target. But he's the Christian McCaffrey of wide receivers. <laughs> I, 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 I really can't. I really cannot. Jeffrey's <laughs> got a ring. That's about it. All right, yeah. moving on, staying in the wide receiver topic here. Jamar Chase has come out and made a comment saying he's better than his former teammate, Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson. He, quote unquote, he stole all of my moves. Rob, real quick, Jamar, Justin, where do you go? I'm sorry, I was distracted by the puppies. Just, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, look, I, I don't, I don't, I think it's a little too early. Like, Jamar Chase, like, he's, he went through one year. Justin Jefferson, you could regard him as one of the top 10, probably maybe top five wide receivers in the NFL. It's a little too early to be just 
leapfrogging somebody that even in college kind of did better than you. So uh, let's pump the brakes on that. But what do you think, Ethan? I mean, I don't necessarily think that he's better than Justin Jefferson. Obviously, he only has one year under his belt, and that was a really successful rookie season. Don't get me wrong. If anything, it's going to – I think in the future he could be. I really think he could be, but it depends on if Justin actually gets a quarterback unlike Kirk Cousins. No hate to Kirk Cousins, but he's not that guy who's going to make Justin Jefferson become a full-ass superstar. It's, it's going to take time if Jamar Chase is going to be better than him. I agree. I agree. The, jury, the jury's still out with that being said. Now, continuing forward here, Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Jefferson has signed a four-year NFL extension. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. God, I can't talk today. <laughs> so Tucker's going to earn an average of $6 million per season, which is $1 million more than any other Jesus. kicker. With that being said, Rob, how do you feel about Tucker getting that getting paid? That's freaking insane. I mean, he's the best kicker in football. It's it's deserved, but like he's almost getting wide receiver three money at this point. It's it's crazy. I I don't. I mean, I think he, he you have to pay him just because kicking can also make or break your season. You miss a field goal like we did against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the rain, fifty-one yards with Nick Folk. He makes that. Maybe the Bills don't win the division. I, it's it's very important. But what do you think, Joe? So, um, fun fact: this guy is actually named after Justin Tucker. Um, so he did not like your take on that. Um, <laughs> but no, he is the best kicker in the league. He's the best kicker in the history of the NFL. He has a ninety-one point one percent rating. But you also have to look at the fact. How many times has he saved the Baltimore Ravens at the end of a game and been the difference between them winning or losing? And not to mention that 66-yard field goal that is still talked about to this day against the Lions. I think he very much is deserving of this money because he is a very, very vital part of this Ravens system. I think if it was any other team, it would not make sense. But for this team, this system, it is 100% the correct amount of money for him. Vinny and Terry might have a conversation you with you. But I was let's about move to say along. that. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, what do you think? I mean, it's well deserved. Don't get me wrong. Um, he, I'm not trying to, you know, object to anything, but he is the only reason, or one of the only reasons, the Baltimore Ravens actually won the amount of games they did. I know he had a handful of game-winning field goals. It's well deserved. I. I I'll leave it at that, really. Very, very true. You can't bet against the guy, you know. Now, moving into a more deeper topic here, Roquan Smith has officially requested a trade from the Bears. He put out a lengthy statement, and to sum it up, he said they didn't really negotiate in good faith. They really came to him each time with the offer as this is our offer, either take it or leave it. Now, with that being said, there's a few questions I'll ask here. First things first, do you think Roquan is better suited to stay with the Bears or possibly move on? Rob, you're shaking your head no. Check. The, the, the damn freaking franchise is going in. The, they have so much going wrong with that team. Everybody's getting injured, including Nikhil Harry, which now it looks like we won that trade. Um, <laughs> not, no, <laughs> nothing against him, but like 
Bears are hyping him up. Look, with Rokon Smith, he he's a very good linebacker. But, like, what is he expecting at this point in the season where everybody's kind of allocated their money? Uh, are you trying to get $10 million? Then you're going to go to a team that's probably not much more successful than the one you're on right now. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I think that I hate to be a Patriots homer, but I hope we can move around money to get him here. Well, what do you think, Ethan? Um, it would be nice to have him in a Patriots uniform, don't get me wrong. If anything, I think it's his best option to just either wait till the offseason or wait till the trade deadline where you're going to find at least one or two teams that will be desperate enough to try and trade for him and give him that money. Very true. That's a very good take. Jill, what do you think for Roquan? So I think to the question is, is he better suited to stay with the Bears? In the eyes of the Bears front office, it is much more better suited that he stays with the Bears. The Bears have nothing. On the opposite end, I think he needs to go to a place where it's a team that values him and respects and sees and understands who he is and what he offers as a player. He very much is being taken advantage of. I think he is one of the top, if not the top linebacker that is in the league and he should be paid as such. This has become such a sour thing. I think at this point, even if the Bears decided to look back and go, you know what, we made a mistake. Here's what you're actually owed and we want to offer it to you i think he's done i think that they burnt that bridge i just i think that the bears also look at it as they've had him for the last few seasons and nothing's been produced so i get on their end where they're coming from but the bears have nothing and they're gonna be a very flop of a team this year and losing him is gonna be a big part of it as well and what I don't and what I don't get about it is they have the money. They didn't go and get Justin Fields the wide receivers. That's why this kid's talent is gonna go in it's gonna go in a dumpster. I don't know what they're gonna do from this point on. It's like you cannot generate wins if you're not surrounding talent around your roster. So at this point, what are you doing? You're getting you're putting in Justin Fields in position to get sacked ninety times. I honestly put them up with Atlanta and Seahawks to get the first, first overall pick in the draft. It's pretty bad. You yeah, still have the Jags and the Lions. Oh, yeah, I know. Man. Well, see, you got Mr. Head and Shoulders uh, over there. So, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I. It's it's an interesting move on the Bears' part. Um, and honest, defense wins championships. I don't think that he's going to be the make or break of the Bears, but – you want to have a good defense because that will help your offense alleviate some of their pressures on the field. Okay. Okay. Let's put Amen. it. Let's put it this way. Let's say you're the op of the 31 other teams in the NFL. Where outside of the Bears, where do you think Roquan is best suited? Take away the Patriots. I know where you're gonna say. If we're not talking money, it's the Bills. They're in the best position to win now. Like, but the thing is, how much money do they have to allocate? It's it. It's, it's what he wants. Does he want a big payday or does he want to be going to just a team where he's going to be just number one? Which I think even if he goes to the Bills, he'd only be fighting with maybe Vaughn Miller. for. Go ahead, Joe. He's, he's a team player of a guy. He shows up to camp every day. It's noted with notebooks. He sits and takes notes. He's very invested. He is a team player of a guy. I honestly, I think it's more for the revenge factor that it would be. I would love to see him on the Packers. I think yeah, but, that would be a fun place for him to go. But would they make that move though? Because you're play you're trading within the division, so. No, but I would love to see that. I, I can agree there. I can agree there, Ethan. I mean, 
it, it, he can't even really choose where he goes, and that's the one thing. No matter where he goes, it's still a gamble if he's going to get that money that he wants. If I'm going to say any predictions, I'm going to go with Jill on this. I'm going to say either the Packers or I'm going to go with someone a little... Nobody's going to really expect it, but uh, Washington. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Washington is a team that is still trying to compete for their division, but see, it seems like they're not with how they get Carson Wentz. No hate on Carson Wentz, but their entire team revolves around their defense. And they don't have the best linebacker core, don't get me wrong. Um, and if they want to actually try and make that push to towards winning that division. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be against that either because, I mean, like Ryan Kerrigan is more on the line, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be terrible to have him there just because he maybe might be able to replace what Kerrigan's numbers were. Right. I'll give you guys a fun one here. The Broncos. You think about the Broncos roster. Yeah, you have all the fun of Russell Wilson, but the off-ball linebacker spot there is pretty weak. You look at their two linebackers, it's Jonas Griffin and Josie Jewell. So, obviously, Roquan Smith would be an upgrade there and really help that defense out. If I'm the Broncos, I make the call, you know, gauge interest, see if it's feasible. If it's not, oh well, if it is, you know, we make it happen and we just put the Broncos in a better a better position in an extremely strong and uh, scary division, if you will. But moving forward here, real quick, Joe Flacco has embraced his role as a mentor to Zalk Wilson, but Joe Flacco believes he's still got that ability to start. Rob, it looks like you've got something fun you want to say on this one, so I'm going to let you take the lead. I'm going to be honest with you. I... Jets fans, are, if there is any that are subscribed to this channel, I apologize. But the fact that this man just wants to play hero ball all the time and throw the crossbody throws, I feel like he just reminds me of Mahomes. But like Mahomes, at least has the credibility of having a Super Bowl in his arsenal and on his belt. I think that he's throwing throws that probably might get interceptions left and right, and we kind of saw that in his first year. Uh. I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting year. I think that he's there. The Jets are going to finish bottom of the damn AFC East. I don't think they're going to do anything better than that. Uh, but what do you think, Ethan? I mean, it, it would be funny. Don't get me wrong. It would be absolutely hilarious if Flacco won that start job. But the chances of that happening are very, very slim because they want to develop Zach uh, Wilson. But once again, it would, it would be really funny. I think there really isn't much downside or upside to him starting. Either of them starting, really. They're going to do the same. Maybe with a few less interceptions, a few less touchdowns. I don't know. Right. Would you take Joe Flacco over him right now? Oh, I, I mean, any day of the week. I, I don't think people, I think people under. I think people are underrating Joe Flacco a lot. The man still can throw. I don't know if he's better than Zach Wilson just because Zach Wilson has youth on his side, but I'm not really like... I get it. Like, you have all this talent in the world. You could throw, like, circus throws. But, like, it's a different animal when you got game speed on the field. But what do you think, Jill? So, Joe Flacco had his time and place, in my opinion. And it was with the Ravens. He, he had a Super Bowl. But, again, going back to a previous statement I just made, is that was with a stacked defense behind Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, which were really the main players in that Ravens team and that Ravens championship, in my opinion. I would not give Joe Flacco an elite quarterback title. I agree that I think people 
don't look at him as a good quarterback or a strong quarterback. But also, let's be real. I think Joe Flacco is saying this because he is wanting to prove to others that he can still play and wanting to prove to himself that he can still play. I think it's he's getting older and it's time for him to maybe look at retiring. And it's a hard concept for him to want to grasp. I agree with that, Dylan. I think you said it perfectly. It's like Joe Flacco personally has to realize, hey, I'm not 23 or 24 and you know, throwing those bombs like I was to Lee Evans and guys like that. As a Patriots fan, I'll even say one of my favorite games for the Patriots was against the Ravens because it was always one entertaining battle. But mm-hmm. that Joe Flacco, of that's the Joe Flacco of old. The Joe Flacco now, it's, I would, if he's your starter, I don't think he's going to win you, what, maybe two games, three games at that. You he's know. a mentor at this point in his career. He's just a mentor. I don't. He's basically. Uh, I wouldn't put him as low as Brian Hoyer, but he he is kind of in the same mold he's right now at this point. He's not a defining factor in a game exactly. or a decision. Right, right. Real quick here, I wanted to highlight on this. It's not really football related, but uh, <laughs> Serena Williams has announced her plans to retire from tennis. One of the all-time greats. I remember watching her growing up, you know, so it's sad to see it all really come to an end, but it's very understandable. Rob, your thoughts on Serena wrapping it up? Uh, I mean, I don't know a ton about her. I just know just because of how much, like, titles she has. Like, I don't think it's even remotely close. I'll probably bring up the titles graphic right here, but she's like it was either her or sister it's she wasn't even just winning singles titles she's winning doubles titles as well she was winning mixed titles with men and women as well she redefined the sport she is the goat Uh, honestly i think you look back at her career and what she has accomplished and uh rob said it she definitely her and her sister are both pioneers in changing a lot of the sport behind the original pioneer of billie jean king but um, what they've done and what they've accomplished in their lifetime is absolutely incredible. And I'm sure she is going to be very missed in the tennis world as championships and games continue forward. Very true, very true. Well, breaking news, as we're recording the video, it's come out that Deshaun Watson is scheduled to start the preseason opener this Friday versus the Jags. Gonna be interesting to see the response to that. We'll. Not you, you're you're kind of getting the response just by the head shaking, but move on because we don't want to talk right, about it. Right. Also on the Cleveland Browns, their return man, Jakeem Grant, is out for the season officially. Torres Achilles, so it's going to be more questions yep. for the Browns. Yep, the only person that we actually care about. Okay. Uh, right, right. Pr- moving, prayers to you, man. Moving forward here, Aaron Rodgers has camp- come out and said, the use of psychedelics have helped him earn his recent MVPs. So Rob, the question is, do you think his admitted uses of psychedelics, that's fair? Bro, I, I'm getting, I'm about to be unprofessional. I, what? The man's blatantly, uh, openly admitting he's taking drugs. Like it, it, at this point, how much is the NFL in his back pocket? He, he escapes the whole like COVID protocol process. He was saying basically that he was immunized. Like, at this point, like, why aren't the Packers being either docked picks or being in some sort, or he gets game suspensions? God forbid, I look, I might sound like a homer, but Brady gets suspended over more probable than not that there's deflated footballs. But this guy talks openly about 
not ba basically doing drugs and being immunized when he didn't take the COVID shot. Yeah, whatever. And they bend the rules for that too. But what do you think, Jill? So I actually disagree. I am saying that the reason why I think it's fair is funny enough, I was just having this conversation with somebody a couple days ago. Um, and in many cultures and religions, these this practice is actually a like, kind of like a, I don't want to say quinceanera for like a Latin culture, but of that sorts of like, it's like a- Coming of age experience, type A life altering thing. So in essence, I do very much, I get the concept of openly admitting to using drugs and that it's you know, the no fun league has their rules that they bend for these people and not for these people. But it's not a, it's not a drug here in the United States that is, you're gonna be jailed, you're gonna have all these fines and crazy things against you, whereas there's other ones that are. Um, so I think he's also at a point, almost like a midlife crisis as, as well, um, especially with his most recent breakup that I think probably had to have been a lot harder on him than he's willing to admit. Uh, so realistically, I think that that's where all of this is coming from. I think he's in a very odd headspace, not making excuses for him, but I think that he's just very distracted. And this was his way of trying to undistract himself and get himself back to his love of football, back to loving his teammates, loving his coaches, loving his team and being the best that he can be. Um, so it's. It's a 50-50. Yes, I don't think that there's an issue, but also the NFL needs to come up with just a strict, he here's the line, punishment. And that goes for everything because you can speak about Dan Schneider, Deshaun Watson, the Dolphins. Right now, there's a lot going on. And it seems like we're not even in areas versus other areas. Go for president. Just saying. <laughs> uh, 2020, what, three? 24? Uh, not, I'm not talking about president of the... the I'm talking about president of the NFL. Like, let's be real. I'll All I'll right. take Roger Goodell. Um, <laughs> I think I win. I, I I think there'd be a lot of votes. What do you think, Ethan? I didn't read too much on the drug he was saying, but I agree with both of you guys in the same like idea of it. But I just feel like it's a little unfair that he gets like zero punishment for openly admitting he's doing a drug, but you have other players getting the short end of the stick. I I mean. I don't know too much about what he's doing. Um, I'm not his personal blogger, you know, what he does. I just, I feel like that there should have been at least like some sort of thing the NFL went on about. At least a fine. At least yeah. a fine. If you're right. not going like, to suspend the guy, give him a fine. Because like, or because if there's something that I don't, I don't, I can't tell you that the NFL knows if there's this is supposed to be banning the NFL because there's a lot of things like Yandre Hopkins got suspended. Well, for they're something. going based off of subs like what are illegal substances here in the United States, and then also in the aspect of being an athlete, performance enhancing stuff substances. So I don't think that this I, I don't know much about it other than just like doing my research on this and then the random conversation I happen to have on it. Other than this is just it's like a plant that somebody guides you it's like a guided meditation of sorts while you're you eat a plant but that's, that's the thing he also claimed that it's supposed to make him a better player he, uh, it, that, it that may be just relaxing. 
that may be just be right mind and allowed him to realize the love he had for I, I read his whole statement he it cleared his mind and allowed him to regain love for the game of football regain love for his coaches his teammates regain love and build a relationship for himself with himself is what I, I wonder if he had them I wonder if he had the munchies after but uh let's move on <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just to give you a little more point of reference here, as somebody who I knows a little bit of mo bit more about it, I did take a little bit of schooling on this type of stuff. So you did you did it then? Okay, so uh, um, give us what I do on my Saturday nights <laughs> is no one's business. <laughs> but really, when you use, I I'm probably gonna mispronounce it. It's more of a South American thing. It's something that it's a brewed drink, if you will. It's a lot of times it's used to treat physical issues and mental problems, depression, anxiety, that type of things. And it's used to deal with spiritual crisis. So a lot of people who don't resort to like physical medication, like pills get from the doctor, etc., they go here. Now, when you look at that physical plant itself, totally legal in the US, but it's active ingredient, DMT, that's where the problem lies. Schedule one drug. Same as like if he was saying I'm using heroin. So it's like a fine line because, you know, it's like if I eat a cookie filled with pot. Pot's illegal here, but cookie's not. So it, you can- And he work. was in Peru. True. He did travel. So he actually was not in the United States as well. Exactly. So, so <laughs> it's one of those double you know tough situations here but last but not least let's look at our mailbag question this question comes from one of our followers on instagram and they ask what's our eva evaluation on what jabril peppers brings to the patriots and if he'll play more in the box or over top with uh dmac so rob your thoughts i i i'm gonna be honest with you that he's gonna be everywhere I, I can't really define him i apologize for the puppies in the background i can't really define him as in one role i all i know is that whoever we're versing for this season he's going to make their life a living hell because he's going to be flying everywhere across the field i think that with how the patriots are structured right now with the hybrid linebacker role and you having phillips duggar and now uh uh, Jabril Peppers, it's going to be very interesting to use for, for other teams to use their speed against us as uh, keeping Josh Allen and all those mobile quarterbacks in the pocket. I think that it's going to be very interesting. I think he's going to make a lot of people second guess escaping. But yeah, what do you think, Joe? I, I agree with you. I think he's going to add a different dynamic to what is already there and build upon it. Um, I think he really did kind of hammer in most of what I was thinking as well. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. It's a much needed dynamic with uh, the Patriots. You look at Jabril Peppers all the way back to his Michigan days, it seems like the guy could play everywhere. I'm not saying we're going to get back to seeing him on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know about that. That's a bit of a stretch. It'd be fun, but a bit of a stretch. But I think he's really going to be a long-term benefit for this team. But Ethan, your thoughts? I mean, He's a very versatile player. He can he can try and stop the run. He's a good pass on what what's a Rusher. Yeah. Um I know he can do, he is 
extremely versatile and extremely dynamic, which is what the Patriots kind of needed. They He also adds a lot of speed towards it. Of course, he can definitely, any sort of quarterback that's going to, I know we do face a lot of scrambling quarterbacks, so he's definitely, they're definitely going to want to second guess if they do, you know, try and leave the pocket and scramble if he's out on the field. Not only that, but you have a lot of guys like Mac Wilson and him and Adrian Phillips that are predominantly known for being thumpers. So you're not going to want to escape the pocket if you're one of those guys. You're going to second guess trying to really try to do that. Uh, he's going to put you on your ass. I don't know. He's coming off an ACL injury. What kind of production we're going to get out of him uh, coming from a Patriots standpoint of view. But I think that it's going to be very interesting, I could, to say the least, at least. Patriots love their hybrid players, though, in, in the grand scheme of things. Because if you look at back when they had Cordell Patterson and even how they used uh, Julian Edelman back when he was healthy. And the, Bill Belichick loves having those players where he can just go, you are playing this, do it now, and you're going to do it good. And that's what he's really going to look forward to of having him on the defense as well. I very much so agree with that. With that being said, this has been another episode of the House Call Podcast. Remember, you can't watch the video. You don't want to see this ugly mug on your computer screen, phone screen, or whatever. We're on Spotify. Go give us a listen. Enjoy. Now, before we go, giveaway time. Rob, I'm going to let, let him know. Who won the giveaway? Okay, so I believe it was his name was Dog Dog, really original name on YouTube. Uh, he won the he won the giveaway, 200 subscriber giveaway. Uh, congratulations, for, brother! Uh, like guys, if you're not already subs to his channel, you're missing out on giveaways. You're not commenting. That's on you. This guy won the damn giveaway. Uh, there's gonna be another giveaway at 500. You want to give that away, Brandon? When we get to 500 subscribers, that Matt Ryan jersey we've shown in videos before. Oh. It's on the opposite side of my place here. That's vintage now. The vintage Matt Ryan jersey, authentic, just like what they wear on the field. We're giving that away. So subscribe if you want a chance at that video. And I think he'll have a good year, too. So You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Maybe MVP, maybe. MVP. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the House Call Podcast signing off. Thank you guys Let's so go. much for watching. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I do want to highlight for Deontay Johnson is this guy's coming off a career year. Looking at stats here, he's got 107 catches in 21, 